Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Talking Tofu, a vegan food podcast. I'm David Streepy alongside an imposter co-host. Becky Streepy. Are you? <sighs> what? This week on the show, we'll talk about tofu Caesar salad and eat Ben and Jerry's Change the World ice cream. Why are you doing a big sigh like that? Dave is calling me an imposter because I got my hair done. Yeah. And now he thinks that I look like a different person. It's a... It's a- Full makeover. It was. It was a post-vax makeover. Yeah. Yeah. It's a compliment. If you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you probably have already seen that I got my hair dyed pink. Or I got, I guess they're like highlights, pink highlights. Mm -hmm. I got them done at Marie Marie Salon here in Atlanta. The stylist's name was Debbie. She uses vegan dye and is a wizard because I had done some things to my hair that are unspeakable. She took a before picture that was hilarious, um, and then she fixed everything I did. <laughs> what are the unspeakable things? I just, like, accumulation of cutting my own hair for a year. Yeah. I feel like people shouldn't cut their own hair. I think across the board, maybe. I even... I say that as somebody, I am a bald man, a balded man. A big part of my head is bald. And the rest of it is pretty much a clipper cut is all that you can get away with. Like there's no styling necessarily that you can do. And even then, like I have a set of clippers, but like getting, getting a pro in there to just do it for you, it goes a long way. It did feel decadent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the first time I've ever had my hair dyed professionally, and I didn't really fully grasp what in went into getting um, highlights, which is what I did yesterday. And um, it takes a long time. I was uh, gone for four hours. We were supposed to record yesterday, and we could not because of my time mismanagement. Yeah, I really toppled everything Yeah, into the sea. Mm-hmm. Did they wrap your hair in foil? I saw that on TV. They did. Yeah. The way that they do highlights is that she uses a little, it's like the back of a comb to like kind of tease out the parts of the hair that she wants to dye and then use use the foil to like put the bleach on those parts and wrap it up so that it doesn't get on all the hair because you only want to bleach and dye some of it. Hmm. So she bleached just parts of it and then dyed the whole thing with the pink. Oh. So there's technically pink all over my head, but you can't really see it because my hair is so dark. Yeah. You can really only see it where she bleached or where I had grays. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a point where you had all of this foil just sitting in your head? Oh, I have a photo. I took a a mirror photo. You sent it to me? Oh, I'll send it to you now. Dave is across the room. Whoops. Dave is across the room from me. I redid my office and... um. Now I have this easy chair that's not squeaky, and so he is just kicked back in an easy chair with his feet up on an ottoman with the mic in his hand. It looks pretty cozy. It's it's cozier than sitting up, but there's nothing easy about this chair. Yeah, it's very honest. stiff. It's a very yeah. stiff chair. It looked so comfortable 
on Wayfair.com. I don't hate it though. Yeah, it's fine. It's I if I were going to be sitting in if that were like the chair I'd be hanging out in watching TV in in the evening, I would not be pleased. But for just how much I'm going to use it, it's fine. I don't know. I think I think you could find a real nest in this chair. The chair wouldn't do. You would have to do the work. The chair wouldn't do the work for you, but you could make a real nest. You could go cross-legged in this chair. Mm-hmm. You could. I'm like half on an ottoman and leaned at an angle. And I'm not I'm not suffering. Mm-hmm. It is nice and wide. I wanted to get it kind of oversized because I was going from a couch to a chair. I needed to make room. Why didn't you send me this picture? I, I when? yesterday. Oh, yesterday. I wanted to show you guys all. At, uh, I I took pictures throughout so that I could show you the whole process. Okay. W- was that going to happen a couple of days after the the hairdo? I don't know. Then I forgot. Then the okay. the evening got away from me. Yeah, it's just wild. It's all. a lot of tinfoil. You should put this picture on the internet. I'll consider it. It looks very Moira Rose. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's um. This is not the foil I was picturing, though. This is a mylar. This is more of a mylar. It truly, I think, it it sounded like it was just pieces of tinfoil. It just doesn't look like it. I'm going to challenge your first-person experience of this. Stylists, get at us. I'm going to look at this one picture, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say, this is like a birthday balloon that never deflates. No. It was not like that, though. I'm, I was joking when I said I was going to challenge your first person experience. Oh. Like if you said it was real foil, I believe you, but it was real foil. Stylists, get at us. Stylists, stand down. <laughs> I've already relented. It was a joke. And then we started taking it seriously. And then I had to clarify that it was just, I don't Sorry. doubt that it was real foil. Sorry, just, Silas, just relax. Okay. Yeah. Like enjoy yourself. You'd put on this podcast to enjoy yourself, uh, presumably. Or... You have this subscribed and the podcast that you wanted to listen to ended and you're not near the phone to pick another one. So we auto played after it. And if you got an ad in between, maybe we get a cut of that and consider that product. Or maybe it's the post roll ad of the podcast that you wanted to listen to. In which case, support that product too. Like get that product too. I like how universally supportive you are of podcast advertising. Why? Yeah, why wouldn't I be? Unless you're listening to like some nasty podcast, like a QAnon podcast or something like that. Thank you for clarifying. Right. What do you think I meant? Like raunchy? I don't know what you meant. You do that. I'm I was in, like, like, what's a nasty podcast? I'm okay with what that. Would that be? Yeah. That's your ears. Yeah. I just don't want people getting ideas. From these QAnon podcasts. (laughs) I don't even know if they exist. They must exist. I'm sure they Should we look some up? Yep. And name drop some titles? Nope, but we'll look them up. (laughs) Top top Rex? Are we really looking them up? Oh, if I search. Are you going to, you're going to fuck up your search. It's true. It's too late. I already typed it in. (sighs) Okay, I'm going to cancel. Apple, I didn't mean it. You're getting canceled by me if you start listening to to those QAnon podcasts. Oh, no. I couldn't even watch that whole documentary. It was stressing me out so much. You're talking about the HBO Max documentary? I am. It was good. I'm not saying it wasn't good. I'm saying it just made me feel so stressed mm. that I couldn't I couldn't make it through. Mm. I tried. Mm. I feel like that's information that's useful to have in 2021, but I just I couldn't do it. Think, you watched the whole thing, right? I think not yet. I haven't finished it. But I think like drawing the boogeyman is important and then pointing at it, you know, rather than it just being this ephemeral boogeyman. Oh, I totally like, agree. Yeah. I think it was just too much. Maybe I was watching too much in a row, like it needed to take yeah, some Yeah, I don't breaks. think it's a binger. Mm-mm. It was making me go into a dark place and I was like, I think this is bad for my emotional well-being. <laughs> But maybe that would have been good. Break it up a little bit. Yeah. Treat yourself. Yeah. Treat yourself. Break it up into snacks. Little yeah. things that you enjoy. Little QAnon. Little hot dog. Hot dog is a reality dog grooming <laughs> TV show. <laughs> but you meant make a hot dog. Also on HBO Max. watch a QAnon documentary. The host is Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas. Las Cul- Hello. Las Culturistas. And it is a delight. 
I'm watching it with the kid. They did one episode where they groomed rescue dogs, and I wept at the end because it was just so sweet and wonderful, and those dogs were so beautiful. Hmm. I watched the Heaven's Gate documentary on HBO Max. Is it a series or a one-off? The four-part. See, I feel like part of the thing with these like heavy topic documentaries is that they're just so – like, do they have to be so many? I would like to get the information in like a 90-minute. I think so, though. To dive as deep as you yeah. need to. I think these are – both of them – I think it with Heaven's Gate in particular, there's a really top line, look at these wackos, take on it. And then there's a really nuanced – like this leader went through this trajectory of being a true believer and thinking they were a Messiah and meeting somebody and like having that sort of support another person. And then the two of them kind of became this thing. Uh, still awful, but nuanced, you know? Yeah. You get to see the why a little bit more. And the thing, there was a podcast series that came out a couple of years ago about it. Oh yeah. I you thought, and I will listen to at least some of that on a road trip. Yeah. That I loved great. it. It did. I think that they're involved with the documentary series, but I'm not sure. But what I really loved about that podcast series that the documentary series kind of just gleaned on and didn't go satisfyingly deep on was the people, the the people in the cult, the people who did kill themselves and what their stories were going into that what their relationships with their families were while they were in the cult. Cause these people were in the cult for like 20 years. So I thought that, that layer of it, and they touched on it a little bit, but that layer of the, the day in day outness of it, of having a family member who's in a cult of not knowing where that person is of knowing that you're not going to get that person out of the cult of reaching out to other families who are experiencing the same thing and creating a network of family. Like it is not these people went to a remote village somewhere and decided to kill themselves. And this all happened in like the course of a year or something like, you know, it's decades and decades and it was a part of American fabric for a really long time. It's wild. You know how it ends though, right? Yeah. Okay. Or do you? (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Look behind you. <laughs> it's T and Doe right behind you. They're the leaders of the cult. Dave, how are you doing? You did something special today. Well, I I wanted I, I thought maybe when you did the haircut thing, we should have explained that we are both you jumped the line a little bit. I did. But we are both two weeks post shot two. Mm-hmm. So we're quote unquote fully protected. I'm taking that as a cue to do all of the stuff that the world has been allowed to do up to this point. (laughs) Like I didn't go into, I broke my toe and I went to the doctor and like got the toe operated on. And that was the first building I had been in since last March. But this was the first like business I had patronized. Is that the right yeah, feels like patronizing a, a business. Okay. Yeah, it's the other kind of patronizing. Yeah, the, the why is it the same word for patroni- both? I don't know. It's a good kind of patronizing, though. They want you to patronize them in that way. Okay. Well, um, so yesterday I went on a run and I followed the CDC guidance since it was an outdoor run and did not wear my mask. And then I had a mask in my pocket because I ended my run and I went to a coffee shop. I put my mask on and went into a coffee shop, went in the door to an enclosed space where other people were and ordered food and got a, got a, the first cup of coffee that I had not made for myself in over a year. And then I took the coffee and walked back to the house. It was not that far away. I went to HodgePodge, which is a local coffee shop. It has a couple locations here in Atlanta, and it was a real treat. I went back there today. HodgePodge is a delight. They uh, make some great vegan coffee drinks. Uh, they make a turmeric latte that's really good and is coffee-free, so if you don't do caffeine, that's a good option, and they can make it vegan for you. And they always have a couple of vegan snacks, and they're good. They're not just like a banana. They're great, like vegan baked goods. They have these savory pies. Oh, yeah, and they have those hand pies, and yeah. there's always a veggie one, and those are vegan. The 
the veggie ones. They have meat ones that are not, but hodgepodge is great. It's a real gem just right around the corner from us. Yeah. So today I went to Lowe's, I really leveled up and went to a huge building with hundreds of people in it. Like this is going to be like a, such a suburban slash dad thing, but it's like Lowe's on a Sunday. Why did I do that? Yeah, well, you didn't. You didn't intend to. To be fair, yeah, Lowe's on a Saturday is no different. True. Like, why did I think that? It's like jumping into the deep end of people around you, anxiety. But then, when else would you have gone to Lowe's during the week? It's like, like right down the street. Break. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been a lot faster. I probably will go during the week because there's a bunch of stuff I didn't get, and you can browse. And you can browse. Yeah. But so I did that to get some plants because I've been ordering all the plants on the internet and getting them shipped. And that takes a lot of the the impulse of it, the good and bad of the impulse part of going plant shopping. That, ooh, this might look nice. Now it's when it's online, it's like, ooh, that might look nice. And then two weeks later, you find out whether it looks nice or not. And then you're like, this was a, this was a part of my life for... A long amount of time rather than just impulse buying something and being like, yeah, that works or yeah, that doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. I did that. And then, yeah, I was feeling, uh, I was really feeling myself and I went and got another cup of coffee from Hodgepodge. I'm so glad you did that. Just yeah. really treating yourself. Yeah. So after Dave got back from Lowe's, I went grocery shopping, which is such a joy. And I shopped and browsed and spent too much money. And I got myself a grapefruit Topo Chico to drink on the way home, uh, which it turns out Topo Chicos are not twist-offs. So it just um, mocked me from the cup holder the whole way home. But I'm drinking it now. And y'all, it is good. It's like LaCroix, but bubblier. Uh, I have two two notes. One, this is classic you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But two, you did not. This is the first time hearing that it was a grapefruit. Topo Chico. Twist of grapefruit. They had regular ones. Twist of grapefruit, even though it doesn't have a twist off. I know. It that the it said twist of grapefruit on the top, so I glanced you, at the top and was like, oh, it's a twisty. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> How was I to know? There were twists there. <laughs> Only thing twist could be. I didn't know that Topo Chico made flavored. I didn't either. When my sister told me about the grapefruit fever tree, which I still haven't been able to find, although I haven't looked very hard. I've only looked at the two grocery stores I've been to. They didn't have it. Well, what are you supposed to do? But when I was looking it up- on tour? Well, I mean, I I bet Candler Park Market has it. I just need to go there. Um, But when I was looking that up to see, I was wondering if it was like a spindrift kind of situation, a LaCroix kind of situation, or a soda. Because, you know- that kind of thing can go in multiple directions. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to look, find the ingredients and see what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, how excited am I? Answer, very. But when I was looking that up, I stumbled upon the fact that Topo Chico has a few different flavors. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. Do you want to sip? No. I really liked it. The kids said, not grapefruity enough. <laughs> I feel like Topo Chico is such a specific kind of seltzer water. That it's like, just be that, be that unicorn. No, we don't I, need a flock of unicorns. I really like this. Topo Chico, don't listen to him. Topo Chico, you have salty seltzer water down to a science. It is so fizzy. I keep having to stop Dave so I can burp again. Yeah, it's really. I shouldn't disruptive. be drinking this right now, but it's so good. I'll switch to this booch. That'll, that'll help Yeah, that'll help. Us. That's just the normal <laughs> amount of burp. But they have sodium in that, right? In there, a little salt in a tub of chico? Or am I misremembering? Maybe I just, it just ticks that box in my head. It's got 4% of your calcium. Mm-hmm. It does have just a teeny little bit, but yeah. yeah, a little bit, pinch of salt. Yeah, that's why, I don't know. There's something really just specific about it. Yeah, we don't need a flock of unicorns. We just need the one unicorn that is the flavorless Topo Chico. And I'm going to counter and say just because you don't want it doesn't mean I shouldn't be able to access it. I want it. I'm in a world Mm -hmm. where, this is the world I'm in. Right. You're free to join me if you want, but this is the world that I'm in. I'm in a world where White Claw 
got a little bit successful. And now every beer company under the sun has a hard seltzer version, like has a hard seltzer line and they're all trying to do that thing. And it's like, you don't have to do everything. Just do your thing and do it. Do, do your great thing, you know? But I'm enjoying this drink and I'd like to drink it again. Yeah. But how different is that from what you're getting from a Grapefruit LaCroix? There's something about this that I like better. Hmm. I just feel. I just feel like at some point we should all be able to rest on our laurels (laughs) and Topo Chico earned it. And I feel like they're doing this not because they want to, but because they feel like they have to. Dave, I do agree with you that hustle culture is toxic. I agree. But I am enjoying this drink. Sweetwater Breweries is putting out a whole line of hard seltzers. (laughs) I'm completely serious. (laughs) Amazing. And they're trying to shoehorn it into whatever their naming convention. Either it's named after some pot reference or named after some fishing reference. And it's like, you guys didn't, you guys already had all the money. Yeah. And is there somebody who has been saying, we got to do hard seltzers for the past 20 years. And now they finally got the keys to it. No, they just saw a market space to tap into that was getting popular and decided to get into the game, you know, mm-hmm. which, yeah, that's your right to do it. But I feel like every like there's like you're either doing that or you're dying. Like there's that mentality, you know? Yeah. I'm just trying to let Topo Chico off the hook. Yeah. So Topo Chico, if you could reach out and let us know whether you want to do this or whether you feel like you have to do this. Our number is 404. Please. <laughs> what? <laughs> and your position is that you think they're doing this because they want to. I think, yeah, they were like, let's see if we can do some flavors. And then they did this and they were like, oh, that's good. Let's put it in a bottle. If I made the original Topo Chico, I'd be like, that's a wrap. Yeah. Like on my career. You'd be on a ranch in Montana just, just chilling. I mean, I, I might try something completely different at that point. I'd get out of the sparkling water business and like write a book or, you know, start a farm or something like that. I don't know. I wouldn't be like, I got to I gotta do more than that. Like, you did enough. You did a lot. You did. Great you changed job, the world. Topo Chico. Who, how many people change the world again? You know? I'm just trying to think. Yeah. A lot. Maybe one person who changed the world a second time. Who achieved that twice. <laughs> off the top of my head. Yeah, off the top of your head. I don't know. I got nothing. Ooh, meatloaf. Out of the hell too. There you go. Oh, appetite for destruction. Use your illusion. One and two. Would that be three times then? No, I'm, they came out at the same time, right? Or did they come out at different times? Use your illusion one and two. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I don't know this answer just right off the bat. Lost season three and season four. That was a joke. No, you're on your phone. Released September 17th, 1991. Okay, so they came out the the same. same, Yeah. Okay. So forget it. What? No. No. Appetite for Destruction and User Illusion. Right, right, right. So great point. Yeah. Great point is is what I meant to say. Thanks. Should we talk about a news item? Do we have a review or a letter? We don't have a letter. So if you want to leave a review, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah, please do. They you really can. help us out. And what? I was teeing you up. That was me teeing you up. I don't want to say it. You do such a good job. Well, we do a donation every month for we donate a dollar for a five star review to a charity. Change the charity every month and we round up to the nearest 10. This month, it is Asian Americans Advancing Justice. Advancing Justice. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that charity? Fighting for civil rights and empowering Asian Americans to create a more just America for all. Oh, hey, it's my sister. All right, let's do it. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to Talking Tofu. Hi, I'm here with Stacy Tycho. Hey, Stacy. Hi, Stacy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome to Talking Topu, Stacy. Yay! Stacy, tell us about yourself. I am a big chef myself. 
Whoa. Every night, I take pictures of my food. She's not that big. She's like 4'10". <laughs> 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 <What's that math? laughs> what are you guys doing? We're driving home from brunch because um, it turns out if I leave my child with our mother, I get to go drink champagne during the day. Oh. <laughs> that sounds delightful. It was Lee's birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday Happy to birthday, Lee. Happy birthday, Lee. Yeah. Wow. So there was an excuse. I don't just randomly do this on Sundays. Please don't call Child Protective Services hey, or anything. <laughs> you do you. You don't have to explain yourself to me. Yeah. Or to our <laughs> listeners. They're very nice people. And they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> They're all on this call, so yeah. no problem. <laughs> so what's the episode about? What are we talking about? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, Dave's creepy. Way to keep the suspense. Yeah. Well, the episode is about the Ben and Jerry's Change the World ice cream. Oh, I have thoughts about that. But the- support. I 10 out of 10 would recommend. Spoiler. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> But right now we're just chit-chatting and I have exciting news. I found the grapefruit Topo Chico at Whole Foods today. Oh, really? It's good. You should get it. It was the on Topo sale. Chico this really good club soda and they make a grapefruit one and it's delightful. Do you think that they did it because they wanted to or that they did it because they had to? They had to. It wasn't an option. See? Hustle culture. Well, had to because someone had the idea and was like, we have to, or like, we need to expand into other markets for business reasons. Oh, like if somebody is like, um, oh, we got to go get hot dogs at this place and somebody else is like, yes, we gotta. Like, is that what you're talking about? Right. There's two kinds of we have tos, I think. Yeah. I think that somebody realized that Palomas are a delightful thing that people enjoy and people also enjoy pre-mixed accoutrement to their alcohol and like if you're gonna add club soda to your tequila it should have some grapefruit in it mm. it is delightful to in that it panders to my basest instincts and that's all i want <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad to hear also, your pro topo chico, if you need more ideas holler at me i, I got gotcha. you <laughs> Ooh, tell me your topo chico ideas key lime why are they not doing <gasps> key lime so easy hmm such Feels a natural sweet. fit. What? Feels too sweet. Feels- guys, guys, you're betraying Topo Chico. Even. Oh, no. Yeah. Dave, I, I feel be, like- are you telling me that I'm wrong on the air? No, I'm not. They're all all opinions <laughs> are valid, but uh, we're pretty far apart on this one. Dave is, Dave is adamantly opposed to Topo Chico expanding their line at all. He feels like they nailed it with the original and that expanding it is just pandering. If they want to, it's not pandering. They feel like they have to. If they want to do this, that's fine. He I just, just want them to say that they want to do this. Okay. Are you worried that they're being held hostage by someone no. in the marketing department? No. Are you trying to make sure they're comfortable with this decision? Like they actually consented to it? I think that if you've made Topo Chico... You're good. You've done it. Nothing more is expected of you. But, it, but apparently, Fever Tree made a lime version and a grapefruit version, and I enjoy them both. And I would like for Topo Chico to enjoy that business as well. I haven't had this Fever Tree, but I don't know that they've revolutionized the sparkling water industry the way that Topo Chico has. No, they don't. Fever, Fever Tree's tree. claim to be name is really their tonic, not their uh, yeah, yeah. Their so you, tonic water is top notch. Yeah. The tonic with the gentle. Yeah. We need to add lime. <laughs> 100% of the people in this car in South Florida agree that Fever <laughs> Tree nailed it with the tonic water. <laughs> 50% of the people in this room are with you on that. The other 50% haven't had it. Yeah, I've never had it. Oh, man. I'll go to Candler Park Market today and get some Fever Tree tonic and and hopefully they'll have that grapefruit. You're really going to do that? Yeah. All right. Why not? I can go inside. It'll be great. Okay. I actually bought an orange earlier at Trader Joe's to muddle to put into a cocktail. Oh, fancy. An yes. orange. Okay. Orange over lime in what circumstance, though? I, I just like the citrusy of the orange, but I will not eat an orange. Oh. oh. Orange, but not orange juice. That's I heard that orange is better with tequila than lime. Oh. Orange is nice with tequila. I squeeze it, I like muddle up an orange and mix it with like Diet Sprite or Sprite Zero and vodka. Do you mean orange juice is better with tequila or an orange slice to suck on after a shot? (gasps) That would be good too. I've heard that orange after tequila shot. 
Yeah. You lift the lime and you do an orange instead of a lime. It's more sweet and bitter. Yeah. Wow. Should have done that at lunch. We all missed out on the experience You guys got to turn around. Mom won't mind spending another half hour. No. She came up to Boca to get a pedicure and then suddenly just dropped that she was in the area and she'd like to see the kid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, Amanda, before we let you go, we want to know if you have any recommendations for the Talking Tofu listeners. Listen to more Talking Tofu. (gasps) Or some. That's a great recommendation. And while you're listening, why don't you leave us a review, a positive one? Yeah, leave them lots of reviews. Say that they are absolutely a vegan podcast and leave five stars. Try the air fry um, sushi recipe. Oh, yeah. Stacey Ooh. loves the air fryer sushi recipe, so she recommends those. Hey, oh, Stacey. Stacy, are you driving or are you the passenger right now? <laughs> I didn't realize I was in the car with your number one fan when I answered this call. I watched but... the video multiple times and I still can't nail the french fry. Oh, no. <laughs> Stacy, are you the, are you the driver or are you the passenger right now? I'm the driver. Okay, Stacy, when you park, can you before you even unbuckle your seatbelt? Can you? I assume you have your seatbelt buckled. Can you leave us a five star review with exactly those words on iTunes? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay. Thank you for picking up the... I guess you called us. Thank you for calling back. <laughs> Bye. 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 Drive safely. How about that news item? <laughs> okay. This is Talking Toe News. This is a segment of the podcast where I read a headline from the vegan world. And this one is from Plant-Based News. This is by Liam Giller from May 1st, 2021. And I picked this one because... It's a bit of a flip on the uh, the current uh, or the way things normally go. So uh, get ready for this. Eat Just plans to launch vegan egg in Europe by end of year. The brand CEO says he's optimistic Just Egg will make its European debut in 2021. And I picked this one because we already got it. We've got Just Egg up the wazoo over here. We've got it in the fridge right now. We've got the frozen patties. We've got the liquid, which has been a game changer around this house. And and Europe doesn't. So this is a real nanny nanny boo boo moment. This is us every every week. It's we, true. It's we true. read this exciting story and then we're like, but it's not available here. Yeah. It's only in Europe. Well, this is our moment. We do get a moment. USA. <laughs> USA. <laughs> USA. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. We did it. Oh, it's because uh, regulations are stricter over there. So oh. USA, <laughs> USA. Uh, yep. Well, uh, to our European friends, we are very happy for you. I recommend that you use one of your bottles of Just Egg to make the vegan corn casserole from my friend Lori's website. Her website is My Quiet Kitchen. It's a corn casserole. It uses a whole bottle of Just Egg, and it is worth the whole bottle because it is so delightful. Cool. Yep. Good tip. Thanks. That's not news, though. That's opinion. That's the opinion section of our news show. It's an opinion of 100% of this household that that, ca- that, that yeah, corn Yeah, no, that's is. great. I, I'm just trying to separate fact from opinion. Oh, yeah, well, I was, we are re- I was reporting. I was trying to be an ethical reporter, mm-hmm. put on my reporter hat, little press uh, card in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I wanted to make sure I was taking that off when you were giving your opinion on the best way to use Just Egg. You know? Yeah. It's not a nanny nanny boo boo. No, I it's think not. that's extreme. That was me making a joke. It's and this is me explaining me. my joke down the line. To accuse me of nanny nanny boo booing anybody. Yeah, that's not really Dave's vibe. No nanny shall I boo. Boo. No nanny will I ever boo. No, we're very pro nannies. No, yeah, I'm more of a nanny yay. Na- yay nanny, yeah. Nanny nanny yay yay. Yes. Yeah. That's more my vibe. Well, nanny nanny yay yay, my brand for 2021. <laughs> A couple weeks ago, I picked up a bottle of the plant-based Caesar dressing, the Simple Truth brand, which is the Kroger store brand. I love their ranch. 
I saw the Caesar and thought, we're going to eat Caesar salad. And then I brought it home and we uh, did that. I guess it was last week. Anyway, the salad had romaine as the base. I used my baked chicken fried style tofu as the protein. And then I had the Simple Truth Caesar dressing. And then I went way off the rails and added tomato, avocados, and roasted broccoli because I felt like I had eaten garbage all that day and needed as many vegetables as possible in my bowl. So it wasn't like really a Caesar salad. It was a salad with Caesar dressing. Well, it it was a Caesar plus. Yeah, it was like a Caesar plus. But it didn't have the shredded cheese on it that Caesars are kind of known for. Oh, yeah. We didn't have any Parmesan. It wasn't a Caesar salad. And it didn't have croutons. Unless you're treating that like crunchy tofu as a crouton, which I think would be uh, doing a lot of acrobatics. It was less of a Caesar salad and more of like the whole Senate. Yeah, it's not a Caesar salad. I like Senate salad, though. That's pretty good. It only, that only makes sense when you're saying it's not a Caesar salad, it's a Senate salad. Like yeah. on its own, it Doesn't makes sound it sound like, like a U.S. Senate. Yeah. We'll workshop it. Uh, but this salad was amazing. I My only regret was that I didn't make more of everything so that I could have more of the salad in my bowl. And uh, the dressing, I thought, was a slam dunk. It was lemony and it was salty and tart and had all the elements of a Caesar dressing that I would expect. I thought it was great. I'm going to give my reaction to in in the context of a Caesar salad, because that's what we've been (laughs) calling it up until about 45 seconds ago. Okay. I thought it was very good. Even the additional ingredients didn't take the Caesarness away from it for me. But if you want to draw that line, I'll draw it with you. Could have used that cheese. I thought the dressing was fantastic. Fantastic. Fantastic dressing. Yeah. So good. I was, uh, I've been dipping fries in it when we make fries and that is real good. That sounds really good. It's amazing. You should try it. I felt like the chicken fried tofu. Yeah. Was tasty. Yeah. It felt like a different thing than the Caesar salad. Caesar salad. Is for grilled protein. Mm-hmm. I see what if you mean. If we're going traditional, yeah, as and a Caesar salad, we're allowing for additional toppings. That's a side argument, but I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. The additional topping, you're still a Caesar. The fried addition of fried something changes the salad completely. Turns that maybe what turns it into a Senate salad. Still tasty, but it yeah. felt like I was having a Caesar salad with no protein. And a dish of chicken fried tofu. Yeah. Just together. I can understand where you're coming from because I do think like if you got, I think when I think of a Caesar salad with a protein added, it's usually a chicken Caesar salad. Mm -hmm. And usually that would be strips of grilled chicken. Right. A fried chicken Caesar salad, however, does sound amazing to me. And that's what this tofu situation would have been more like. Right. A fried chicken salad would have been like a comfort dish. And would have worked really well. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. Like, I loved it. I'm just holding it up to the Caesar salad purity test. Yeah. Like, everything about it worked, but it was not a Cobb salad. Like, but it was more akin to one of those, like, kitchen sink salads. It did have a Cobb salad vibe. I know what you mean. Without, it was not. Right. If I called it a Cobb salad, it's not. It would have failed the same purity It's even further away from a Cobb salad. But I do think it did have that vibe of just like everything's in there. Which is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It was a great salad. I want to eat it again this week. It was a good salad. Yeah. Nobody's saying it was a bad salad. Just wasn't a Caesar salad. Yeah. And that dressing was great. Definitely recommend it. And one more time. Where's it from? It's the Simple Truth Caesar dressing. I got it at Kroger. Hey. Hey. Should we eat something new? Yeah. So two weeks ago, even though it was only one week post-vax, I decided that I could not wait another minute to go grocery shopping myself and browse the aisles. And so I did. I went to Kroger and I browsed and I spent, I mean, I went way over budget. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Shockingly over budget. I just, there's a lot of stuff in the stores now that wasn't there before. (laughs) Very exciting. (laughs) Uh, And one thing that I got to do was browse the ice cream section, and there they were, pints 
and pints and pints of Ben and Jerry's changed the world. I sent Dave a photograph that very moment from the grocery store aisle of the pint in my hand. I almost grabbed two and then I was like, leave them because they're apparently a commodity. Everyone should have them. So uh, I grabbed a pint and I brought it home and we busted into it that very night. Yeah, we did. If you don't know about this ice cream, it is a caramel non-dairy frozen dessert with fudge chips, graham cracker swirls, and chocolate cookie swirls. And the base is sunflower butter. Really? Yeah. So it's allergy friendly. A lot when vegan ice creams first started coming out, like Ben and Jerry's first round of vegan ice cream was all almond based. And that kind of stinks because Mm -hmm. for people with a nut allergy. And I feel like the vegan community has more people with food allergies in Mm. it. I think that people with food allergies, it's easier to slide into veganism because you're already used to not eating a mainstream. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so Ben and Jerry's has started doing these sunflower ones, and I think that's great. I also took this quote off the Ben and Jerry's website that I will read now. Colin Kaepernick is serving up sweet justice with this, with the non-dairiest compilation of cookies and caramel. This flavor honors Colin's activism, activism in pursuit of racial justice and his portion of the proceeds from Change the World go to Know Your Rights Camp, which uh, is amazing. Learn your more at, oh, that's probably a link. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to get there. (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to. I saw the pothole. <laughs> is she going to swerve? swerve? She'll swerve. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of it? I absolutely loved it. Yeah? I think that they took this metaphor like right into the pint and had everything kind of more mixed together than Ben and Jerry's usually does. I feel like often mm. with Ben and Jerry's, I mean, it's a lot of stuff and it's, I'm not saying the distribution isn't even, but you can like pick out individual elements mm-hmm. and this, it was just like, Everything was kind of mushed together into one swirl, and I thought it really worked. Like you can still taste the individual stuff in your mouth, but as you know, I look down when I'm eating a lot because I like to scoop out a fudge fish in my fish food. Or mm-hmm. you, know, you know what I mean? And you mm-hmm. can't do this. Like you just – it's all or nothing, which I, I thought was kind of refreshing. I mean you could still get all the texture. Like the fudge chips were creamy. The graham cracker was a little crunchy. Like all the textures came through, but yeah. it was kind of all together. I liked it. I thought it was nice and I would like to eat it again. You? I think that this particular flavor had such a long on-ramp of we've been trying to get it for such a long time and then we finally got it. So there's a certain artificial layer of expectation there. But also, I think just reacting to my experience with Ben & Jerry's non-dairy up to this point, I came away disappointed. Really? Really. I will say that in my notes, I wrote that the sunflower butter flavor came through. Yeah. Did you, I guess you just learned that that was part of it. Yeah. But sunflower has a little bit of a like 90s vegetarian flavor to it. <laughs> and uh, I feel like it came through the caramel a little bit, but with mm-hmm. all the other stuff going on, I it, it worked fine for me, but I wonder if that was part of it. If I were to leave a review on a website and I was forced to title the review or give the subject of the review it would be too sweet this ice cream is too sweet the flavor is just overall too sweet and i say this knowing that ice cream is a sweet treat (laughs) knowing that when you look at the list of ingredients there are not ones that aren't sweet but i think there's and the the approach with this one, I feel like the approach is, I thought was similar to Coconut 7 Layer, which is probably my top Ben & Jerry's flavor right now. It's a similar kitchen sink. I've already used that metaphor. It's a That's similar okay. like all-in type of um, ice cream with just tons of ingredients and not really a unifying like rhyme or reason to why it's that set of ingredients. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's probably been taste tested, but there's not like a philosophy of like strawberry cheesecake. And we're going to put all the ingredients of strawberries and cheesecake into a thing, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of like, you're some shit. Uh, so it was the same approach here. And I think what works really well about this flavor also works really well with coconut seven layer is that the texture, 
like the experience of the different textures of the different ingredients is really cool. And particularly with this one, it's the graham cracker. Yeah. Like that graham cracker, when you come across the graham cracker and your chewing journey, like it's, it's like you're climbing up on a raft and surfing on it for, for a couple of bites. Like it's really enjoyable and pleasant and it works really well with the texture of the ice cream too. But I think just overall, overall, it was just punishingly sweet. And not to the point where it made like my teeth hurt or anything like that. It just, it made me wonder while I was eating it, is there something artificial going on here? Like it's that kind of sweet. And I say all this as the person who, after we initially all ate it together for dessert, I commandeered the rest of it. And I was the only person to eat the rest of it for the rest of the, I think it lasted two more desserts after that. (laughs) And I ate it all. So I didn't hate it. Yeah. But I was disappointed by it because I had such high hopes for it at the beginning. Hmm. I wonder, I mean, caramel is on the spectrum of desserts, very sweet. And so the base being a caramel ice cream, I wonder if that's what did it. Because to start with a base that's so sweet, like a caramel ice cream, and then add all of this other stuff on top, I could see that taking it in a very sweet direction. That said, I did not have that feeling about yeah. it, but um, but I could see where it could feel that way. I appreciate you trying to come to my my island on this thanks but uh yeah i don't know i don't know what it was obviously it was just some confluence of specific ingredients that like push that sweetness over the line for me because again like coconut seven layer it's not like there are no <laughs> it's not like there what i'm sorry i was thinking about the speed bump and it made me laugh oh <laughs> but it's not like like they're all sweet ingredients too. All of the Ben and Jerry's ingredients are sweet ingredients. Yeah. So there's something specific about this and it's probably just a me thing, like noticing it that specific way. Maybe it's not even like, I don't know. I'm looking up the ingredients. I will say, like I was saying earlier about the um, sunflower, it does have a taste that comes through. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they were trying to compensate for that. Maybe. But I ate the hell out of it. Three times. I mean, it has a lot of different kinds of sweeteners in it. Aspartame? But no, no artificial sweeteners. It has liquid sugar, sugar, corn syrup solids, and corn syrup. But I don't know that their other ice creams, you know, don't have the same mix of sweeteners, you know? Yeah. Molasses? Ooh, maybe it was a molasses. Malt extract? Let's see what's in coconut seven layer. Liquid sugar? Sugar, corn syrup, corn syrup solids, dried cane syrup. So, no, I don't think there's anything unique about the mix of sugars they're using. I think that's just kind of what they use in their non-dairy. Or maybe their dairy, too. I'm not going to keep investigating. Yeah. (laughs) I'm done with that. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's – I don't know. Yeah. Do you want me to look at the sugar content and see if there's more? I don't need an answer. I guess, like, science doesn't need to answer this question. It's purely subjective, I think. Yeah. And – I'm willing to err on the side of like, it's just me. And it might've just been that day and the way that I reacted to it that day, you know? Mm-hmm. But then you had it three times. Did it feel overly sweet to you the other two times or were you like prepared for it? And so it I think did. I was ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've had any of their sunflower ice creams before. Hmm. No, you have. Have I? No, you have. I don't know why I said it like that. The, <laughs> I liked it. The mint chocolate chip. Is the sun and the milk and cookies. I haven't had the mint chocolate chip because can I tell you something? You don't like mint and uh, ice cream. I'm not crazy about mint chocolate chip. I wasn't either until I had this because it's a mint cookies and cream. Ooh. All right. I'll try it. We don't have any, do we? No. But the milk and cookies, I think it's a sun butter one. Somebody check me on that. Don't just go buy it. <laughs> yeah. If you have an allergy, this please guy said. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Well, I thought the ice cream's texture was nice and creamy. I don't eat ice cream as often as you do. I'm hey! More of a can- well, I'm more of like, I'm not saying I don't eat dessert. No, but I only eat fruits. I'm more of like a candy bar person. Yeah, I really like, are. I love a candy bar. Oh, man. You're like a squirrel with a candy bar. What do you mean? You nibble at it. It lasts. <laughs> it doesn't last You're long. like a mouse, not a squirrel. <laughs> like if a little house mouse got a hold <laughs> of a candy bar and got away with it undetected. That little mouse would be nibbling at the bar and make it last for like months. Like Charlie Bucket? Yes. <laughs> I do like to savor it. 
Yeah, I'll look over on the couch and you'll just be there with a bar <laughs> of chocolate just nibbling at it. <laughs> I like Squeaking. to make it last. Plus, little whiskers twitching, holding it between your paws. The chocolate bar that I really like the most is that Simple Truth Hazelnut Chocolate Bar. And they're not cheap. And so I try to... It's not like you're going to sit down and... I mean, you could sit down and eat the whole bar, but that's an expensive dessert. So I try to make it last for several desserts. And so I just t- take, you know... I'm just saying it's a good thing we don't have cats anymore because they'd get you. <laughs> they probably would. Molly definitely would have... <laughs> Pawkins did. Yeah. 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 Oh, Molly. So what do you give... Change the world on a scale of one to 100 senators. So many senators. Um, it's very precise. It should, should be 102. should be at least 102. Um, gosh, it's such a wide scale. You know, you could just take a one to 10 rating and then scale, like multiply it up. 90 senators. 90 senators? Yeah. Wow. I really liked it. Yeah. Oh, also, I thought it was very scoopable. Coconut-based huh. ice creams are hard to scoop. And this one, like butter, scooped so nicely. <laughs> My nanny Dorothy would have said, "Yep, like butter. Yep. What about you? I think that probably would have had enough senators to proceed with removal, but <laughs> not not enough to be an overwhelming majority. So... I'm going to say 70 senators. Okay. To change the world. And those last five, there was one that pushed it from 65 to 66. That kind of broke the floodgates a little bit and let a couple more, um, like, jump on for optics. Joe know? Manchin's still not on board, though. Whoa. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. If you're enjoying the show, take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I can't stress the reviews enough because they really help us out and we just love reading them. We might even read yours on the pod. We will. You can also follow us at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter or at Talkin' Tofu Pod on Instagram. And I'm at Glue and Glitter on all social media. I'm Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram. I might change that though. I've been thinking about it. You? Yes. And we'd love to hear from you. Do you have a suggestion for a food we should try? Thoughts about an episode? Just want to say hello or ask us a question? Write to us at TalkinTofuPod at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter or Instagram. We do read those. Talkin' Tofu is a production of Caddington, Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Bye. Goodbye. 